Well, how many believe in striking while the iron's hot? Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, I've learned this for sure over the years. I don't know everything. Sometimes I'm amazed at how much I don't know, but I'm thankful for what I do know. I've learned this for sure, that God always confirms his word with signs following. You know, that's found in Mark chapter 16, where it said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall do this, they shall do that. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, they went forth and preached everywhere, everywhere, and the Lord confirmed the word with signs following. Amen? So Jesus always confirms his word with signs following because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've been singing about how he is alive, right? Well, you've just experienced several great sermons in song. So the songs have been preached, the songs have been ministered, and I believe that there is an anointing to confirm what was just sung. And that is that he is our healer. I said he is our healer. Amen. He is our Savior. He saved us from our sins, all right. And thank God that's the most important part. But God never intended us to have to choose between the salvation from sins and also the healing of our bodies. And so healing belongs to you this morning. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that very same spirit that went into that tomb that early Easter morning and hovered over a dead corpse, a dead Jesus, that same spirit that came into him and quickened him and rose him from the dead, he is living in you. He is living in you. This is not a myth. This is not something that we're exaggerating. It's based on a scripture in Romans 8.11, which says, Since the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's dwelling in me. That same spirit will quicken. The word quicken there means heal or make alive your mortal body. Now I want to ask you this morning, how many of you need a quickening in your body today you need a in other words you need healing in your body this morning you need a quickening in your body if you can stand to your feet right now if you can't you can just be seated if you need healing in your body just stand to your feet right now and we are going to pray and we are going to ask the lord to stretch forth his mighty hand to heal and to minister health to each and every one of you. I believe the Lord is saying to you, there is resurrection, restoration available to those who will believe the report. And this is the report of the Lord, that his arm is being revealed unto you because by the stripes that wounded him, you are healed and you have been made whole. Peter said that like this, by his stripes, We were healed. Now I'm going to ask everyone to stretch forth your hands toward them. If you're near them, you can put your hands on them right now. Let's pray the prayer of faith. Lord God, right now, on this Easter morning, we ask you, sir, to confirm your word that has been sung, that has been preached. Confirm your holy word today 
with signs following. You said in your word that as believers we can lay hands upon the sick and that the sick shall recover. We speak the word of faith over your body. We speak the word of God over your temple. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare health and healing springing forth speedily in your being right now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just pray for a few moments. In the name of the Lord, in the name which is above every name, His name is being proclaimed. His goodness shall be seen in your lives. In the name of Jesus, and everyone shouted, Amen and Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Well, for a little while today, I want to talk to you about the three D's of Easter. And that is Easter in three dimensions. That is the past, that is the future, and that also deals with the present. The first dimension is the proof of the resurrection. It is the evidence of the resurrection. Paul, addressing the church at Corinth, said, For what I received I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day. I believe that the foundation of Christianity is based on this event. What happened that historical morning is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And there's undeniable proof. There's definitive evidence by so many different eyewitnesses. All of this, if it were today, it would stand up in a court of law. Think about the things that Paul said. That he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. He appeared then to 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of them are still living, though some have fallen asleep. <clears throat> then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one that was abnormally born. Think about it. He appeared to Mary Magdalene. He appeared to a group of women that same morning. He appeared to Peter that afternoon. He appeared to two guys on the road to Emmaus. He appeared multiple times to the twelve disciples. What more evidence do we need? The proof that he raised from the dead proves that he, in truth, is the Son of the living God. And then the second dimension of this glorious resurrection power is this. Is the promise of the fact is that we can expect that one day he will resurrect us. Oh, I said one day he's going to resurrect us. He's going to raise you up out of the grave if you've been put in the ground. But if you're alive and remain, you're going to be caught up together with him to meet the Lord in the air. And listen. When you get there, your body's not going to look like it looks now. It's going to be renewed. It's going to be restored. It's going to be refreshed. It's going to be glorious. Hallelujah. He that raised Christ up from the dead will also raise up those that look for his glorious appearing. 
Are you looking for him to come? You know, Jesus could come before this service is over with. Oh, what a day it will be. When our Jesus we shall see. When we stroll down the streets of glory with aunts and uncles and moms and dads and relatives. When we come to the throne of glory and look the Father in the face and bow down before Jesus and get happy because of his glory and because of his grace. Come on, somebody. We have a glorious future. I'm telling you, our future is up from here. We're going up. We're going higher. We're going to a better place. Amen? Now, this third dimension that I want to talk about is resurrection power available to you and available to me on an everyday basis. I thank God that we've been raised together and made to sit together with him. We've been given joint seating with him. This resurrection power is something that you can tap into today. And the way you do it is you simply do it by believing. You simply do it by trusting. Somebody says, I wish I could believe that. Listen, if you are a believer, you can believe it. Because, listen, God has put on the inside of your heart a measure of mountain-moving faith. Say this with me on the inside of me. I have the measure of mountain-moving faith. You see, the exceeding greatness of God's power that he utilized when he raised Jesus from the dead, hallelujah, that is available to everyone who will believe. Amen? So the way that we access this resurrection power on an everyday basis is by simply trusting and simply by, by believing. Going to the Word of God and say, Lord, I take that scripture as mine. I believe that word in my heart and I declare that word with my mouth and I am going to enjoy the fullness of resurrection power every day of my life. You know, Abraham and Sarah, they experienced resurrection power in a dead situation. I mean, their bodies were way beyond able to have a baby and to have a son. But you see, they served a God and serve a God who calls those things that be not as though they were. We serve a God who gives life to the dead. Amen? So I don't know exactly what your situation may be. Maybe there's some dreams in your life that have died. Maybe you launched out and, you know, into a career and you were doing real good for a while and then all of a sudden the bottom fell out and your career seems dead. Maybe it's a relationship that's dead, that needs resurrection power. Maybe it's a marriage. I'm not sure what it is. But I do know one thing, that if we'll come to him and trust him and ask for his power to come into our situation, he certainly can raise it up. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. The power of God God. is available to me, and I tap into this power. By believing. Now look at Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, if you would, this morning. Romans the 6th chapter and the 4th verse. I just want to give you a couple of my favorite resurrection scriptures today. Amen? Amen. Romans 6, 4 says, Therefore, 
We are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Or even we also should walk in this newness of life that resurrection power has made available to us. Now drop down to verse 11. And notice with me this verse of Romans chapter 6. It says, Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now listen, walking in newness of life means that sin no longer has dominion over you. Walking in newness of life means that the things that have held you back and have held you down no longer have power over your life. Look at verse 14, and let's read it together. We can get happy over this verse. Romans, the 6th chapter and the 14th verse. Ready, let's read. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law. We're not under what? But we're under what? I want to break this verse down just for a moment. For sin shall not have dominion. Now, what does the word dominion mean? The word dominion there means authority. In other words, sin no longer has its hold on you. Sin no longer has authority over you when you walk in newness of life that resurrection power makes available to you. Amen? Now, don't misunderstand me. You can be thoroughly saved and on your way to heaven and not walking in your dominion over sin. All I'm saying to you today is this, is you do not have to allow those things that have so easily beset you in the past, so easily brought you down in the past, to have one more day, one more hour, one more dominion, piece of dominion over you. Amen. Now notice this. Sin shall not have dominion over me. That's a statement of faith. Now say that by believing it. Declare this with me. For sin sin shall no longer longer have dominion over me. me. I'm not dominated dominated by the law of sin and death. death. I'm under grace. I'm I'm under a higher law. I'm under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And it's made me free from the law of sin and death. So sin has no dominion over you. Guess what else doesn't have dominion over you? Death has no dominion over you. Jesus delivered us from the fear of death. You know what death is for a child of God? Death is not a termination Death is simply a transition. Death is not a termination. It's a translation. Amen? So that means that we don't have to walk around in this life because we serve a risen Savior and this risen Savior lives on the inside of us. We don't have to be afraid of any death. We don't have to be afraid of anything that is in this world's system. Oh, man, that's good news. 
That means you don't have to be afraid to get up in the morning and go for a jog. That means you don't have to be afraid to get up and go to the airport and get on a jet. Yeah, but somebody said that jet went over down over the Alps. But the jet you get on ain't going down. Say we're going up and we're going over. Sin has no dominion over me. I'm not under the law. I'm under the grace of God. Amen. I believe that we can put our foot down where sin is concerned. Put your foot down where sin is concerned. Here's what else has no dominion over you. Mental torment has no more dominion over you. The cares of this life have no more dominion over you. The anxieties of this age have no more dominion over you. Why? Because we're walking in newness of life. We're walking in the refreshing power of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And that's good news. Now, I believe this, that these things do happen, can happen, and will happen for those who know how to function and to operate in the words system. Not the world system, but in the words system. We are under a better system. We are under a higher system. We are under the Word of God system. Now, there are things that God requires of us, right? If we really want to walk in newness of life, and if we really want to walk in this resurrection power in the here and now, there's some things that we can do to cooperate with this power, to activate this power, and to access this power. One of the most important things that I've discovered that I can do that helps me to ex- access his resurrection power daily is what I put my mind on. Oh, yeah. What I put my mind on. Where do I allow my thoughts to go? Yes. Amen? Because I've discovered a principle where you will end up where you're looking. Maybe a clearer way to say it would be this way. What you behold is what you will become. If we behold things that are contrary to the word long enough, those things that are contrary to the word will get in our hearts. And when it gets in your heart, it'll get in your mouth. And when it gets in your mouth, it gets released out of the words of your mouth, and then you're in trouble. And so it is very important that we keep our hearts and our minds on him. Now, one scripture is Isaiah 26. How many of you know Isaiah 26.3? I think you could probably quote it for me, but let me just quote it for you. It says, I will keep him, I will keep those in perfect peace. That's okay, let's read it. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Do you notice two things there in that verse? Your mind is stayed on him, and there's faith involved. So accessing this resurrection power, which enables us to walk in newness of life, that causes us to have dominion over the law of sin and death, comes by trust, but it also comes by what we set our attention on and what we think on as a regular daily basis. Amen? Amen. So sometimes we need to think about what we're thinking of. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, let's look at that scripture. Philippians, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse, 
Paul addresses, he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Is it important what we think on? It absolutely is. Now, I want to share with you something from Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2. Let's take a look at our part and accessing this resurrection power. If you then be risen with Christ. How many folks in this place today have been risen with Christ? That's 100%. Now notice. We could read it this way. Since you've been risen with Christ, seek those things which are what? Jesus said, seek and you shall. Amen. Whatever you're thinking on, whatever you're seeking is what you will find. What you behold is what you will become. Seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Now notice verse 2. Verse 2, set your affection or set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. Now, recently, we had another jet go off the runway. And I think that was either in New York or can't remember what state it was in. But that jet went off the runway and thank God it was stopped before it could get outside the fence. And if a jet goes down the runway with its, noise, with its nose down, that jet will never take off. But what happens if that pilot will turn the nose up, even while the wheels are still on the ground, the wings will begin to lift and to rotate, and the air will take that jet up. It's called the law of lift. But the key is this, is the nose, the throttle has to be pulled back on, and the nose needs to be pointed in an upward direction. I believe this, that Jesus Christ is the glory and the lifter up of our head. And what we need to do is get our nose out of this. Get our nose by looking down and lift our head and point our nose upward. Hallelujah. And spread our wings and let the winds of the Holy Spirit lift us and elevate us and raise us and take us where he wants to take us. Amen. 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 Nose up. Look at your neighbor and say, nose up. I don't mean stuck up, but I mean nose up. I mean looking unto Jesus, lifting up your head, looking unto him from whence cometh your help. Hallelujah. He will keep those in shalom, shalom. He will keep you in perfect peace no matter what's going on around you by his resurrection power. Oh, let the winds of the Spirit carry you. Let the Word of God cause you to overcome and cause you to be raised and elevated. Amen? Hallelujah! Save me for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Say it one more time, for the Lord is good, good. and His mercy 
Oh, it endures forever. Glory to God. Now listen, think about what the Lord's already done for you. You know, sometimes we get besieged by circumstances and besieged by bad reports. And we have a tendency to be blindsided. And we have a tendency to forget what the Lord's already done. We sing a song in this church called, Look What the Lord Has Done. I think there's value in looking back to see what He has already done. And in looking back what He's already done, it brings hope for our future circumstance. But think about what God's already brought you out of. Man, when I think about what he took me out of, I could run and shout and get happy all at the same time. Can I get a witness today? Has he done something for you? Has he done something in you? Has he raised you? Has he elevated you? Has he brought you out of poverty? Has he brought you out of sickness? Has he brought you out of addiction? Has he brought you out of self-righteousness? Has he raised you? Has he lifted you? Has he blessed you? I'm telling you, that's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God who raises the dead. We are sons of the rising. We are sons of the resurrection. We are sons and daughters of the living God. Amen. Now, but you know what? With God, there's always more. There's always more. Much more He wants to do in your life. Much more He wants to do to advance the kingdom of Christ through this church. There's much more He wants to do in the body of Christ. How many of you know it's harvest time? And it is time for us to put in the sickle and reap what God has called us to reap. But now... If God is going to do through me individually and do through you individually and do through us corporately what he wants to do. This speaks of our call. This speaks of our destiny individually and corporately. If God's going to do that, I believe that we need to come up higher. I believe we need to come up higher. I believe we need to go up a little bit stronger. Just think of where he's brought you from. But he's not finished with you yet. Say it with me. He who has begun a good work in me. He's going to complete it. He's going to perfect it. Till the day of Jesus Christ. Say it with me. My God is a God. Who lifts and raises his people. Think about this. In Psalms 27. It says that he in the time of trouble. He will hide us in his presence. In the secret of his power, he will hide us. And he shall set me and you upon a rock. And David said, and now shall my head or my nose be lifted up above my enemies. I love that word above. Say above. He said, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And therefore, I'm going to offer in this tabernacle or in this body sacrifices of joy. He said, I'm going to sing. I will sing praises to the Lord. David is saying, I'm going to be restored to the state I was in before my enemies attacked me. Your enemies will be sorry they ever attacked you. They said of David, they looked at David and said, Look at this guy. There's no help for him in God. 
But David says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. He says, you are my glory, and you are the lifter up of my head. And so no matter what has come against you, I proclaim today that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. I believe this, that resurrection, restoration is available to every person here today. How many of you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? But sometimes the joy level gets low. But Jesus said this, that he would restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Jeremiah said, I will restore unto you health, and I will heal you of every wound. You know, there was a day that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they got really, really upset with Jesus because, you know, he was always going around healing people on the Sabbath day. He was, he was feeding the multitudes on the Sabbath, right? I guess you could say Jesus was not very religious, According to the standards of Judaism and Phariseeism, Jesus was not very religious. Jesus basically responded by saying, you know, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. In other words, I'll do whatever my father tells me to do. Now, it's very interesting. Here's what he said to them. He said, now, each one of you, if you have an animal, if you have a... a uh, an animal that falls into a pit or a sheep that falls into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? Lift it out. Now in Psalms, he says, the Lord upholds all that fall and raises up all those that be bowed down. Maybe you've gone into the pits. But Jesus is there to lift you up on this Easter morning out of the pits and give you hope and bring into your heart a living hope that only can come by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen? Let's stand up, everybody. Thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you, Father, for moving by your spirit. Thank you for healing people, for saving people, and causing lives to be encouraged in you. Say it with me, for sin, for sin sickness, sickness depression, depression, shall have no more dominion over me, no over me. for I'm walking, in, I'm walking in and I'm living in, I'm living in newness, of life. newness of life. Let's pray this together. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for what you have done for me. I desire to enjoy the full benefit of your death and your resurrection. I accept the proof that you are the Son of God. And I believe your promise that you are the only one who can give me eternal life because you paid for my sins. You deserve to be my Lord. Thank you for your resurrection power. In my life, I want to know you and your resurrection on an everyday basis. Help me to learn how to live the better life that I was meant to live. Thank you for coming into my life. 
and changing me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Now, my prayer for you this morning is this, that you this week, all week long, would be enabled by the proof of his resurrection, that you would be encouraged by the promise that one day you will be raised, and that each and every day that you would be energized by the power of his resurrection in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that my friends would have the richest measure of your divine presence. And that each and every one of us would become a body wholly filled and flooded with God and with love himself. Thank you, Father, that as we grow in the love of God, as we mature in the revelation of how much you love us, death, fear, nothing of the curse has no more dominion over us. And so I pray that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened Flood our spirits with your glorious light and grace in the mighty name above every name. And everyone said, Amen.